the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, and thank you for joining us on another exciting adventure into future possibilities. This is Mission Evolution, where we share innovative thoughts and information with today's leading experts, bringing the latest knowledge to support your evolutionary process. You, my treasured audience, are a very important part of this discussion. Email info at missionevolution.org with any comments or questions. We'll address them on the very next show. So take notes, sit back, and enjoy. This hour, we'll examine restoring physical balance as a key to evolution. As we move into the new era marked by the Aquarian Age, our solar system is encountering expanding bandwidths of frequency. One way of looking at spiritual evolution is the process of embracing and channeling these higher frequencies as they become available. This involves incorporating more expansive frequencies into our bodies, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. As with a car or an airplane, any imbalance in the system shows up as drag or resistance. Drag not only puts a ceiling on our ability to express greater speed in the, in the form of higher frequency, but it wears things out and they break down. The evolutionary process requires exacting balance to reduce drag and enabling us to express at higher frequencies without shaking apart, so to speak. The same can be said of optimum physical health. With us this hour to discuss the importance of and methods for restoring balance is Christopher Vasey. Christopher is a Swiss naturopath and the author of several books on natural medicine, among which are The Acid-Alkaline Diet, Natural Antibiotics and Antivirals, Liver Detox, and The Naturopathic Way. But he also writes on the spiritual subjects, The Spiritual Mysteries of the Blood. His books are written in French and 15 of them have been translated into English and many other languages. He regularly regularly gives talks on these subjects. His website, ChristopherVasey.ch. Christopher, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. 
Oh, it's a pleasure. Hello, Gwilda. Hello. So what is nat naturopathy? Well, naturopathy is, for many people, is just someone who's um, cure, tried to cure people with uh, natural means like uh, herbal remedies and so forth. But in fact, it's much more than that. It's, they, they, they think that it is doing allopathy, uh, the way the doctors work, but with natural means. But it's totally different. The idea we have of, of what is a, an illness is different. We think that the basic nature of all illness can be found in the internal cellular environment, which is also called the terrine. terrine. And if this terrine has a good composition, then our body will for sure work well. It can resist aggressions and so forth. But now there are two main ways this ideal composition can change, come into imbalance. Some substances which should be there are not present, and we are here in, with the lack of vitamins, minerals, and so forth. Or some substances are there, could be there, but are there in too big quantities. And here I'm talking about the toxins, all those waste products like uric acid, urea, and so forth, which accumulate in the body and um, makes us finally ill. So basically in natural medicine, we concentrate on the terrine and less on the symptoms. And we try to re-get the terrine to be healthy again. That is to get rid of all the toxins and to bring all the uh, missing vitamins and minerals. Where did you study to become a naturopath? I studied in a school in France, in Paris. And uh, I learned quite a few things, but then I went on studying on my own because, uh, well, I, I'm, I can study alone. And um, I read many books of uh, naturopaths, uh, European or American, and, and uh, learned a lot like that. And then with the practice, with people coming, I learned more. And that's how I, yeah, it's a mixture of studying and practice, which enabled me finally to to know quite a few things on naturopathy and also to write books on the subject. How, how long does it take to, um, to become a naturopath? Well, here I've got to say that when I studied, it was uh, 45 years ago. <laughs> so uh, the system was much uh, simpler. It was three years of studying, but it was not uh, a full days, full days, I mean, uh, full school. We, I worked beside that and we had uh, books to study, questions to answer and so forth. But now, uh, nowadays, to be a naturopath, you've got to study more like uh, three to five years. And there's a lot of knowledge which is given um, during the courses, which was not the case in, in the past, uh, which is an advantage on one side because you learn a lot of things, but sometimes there are so many things that finally you, you don't get, you, you lose the general picture. And that was what was good in my study. I had the general picture given to me. I could then work uh, from that on. So how um, is, is it regulated? Is it a form that's regulated like the doctors and nurses and that sort of thing? Uh, yes, I mean, uh, no. Like I'm, I'm in Switzerland, so uh, naturopaths are tolerated. They can practice. Um, they are 
taken by the insurances, so some some uh, do, and but and there are but there are some things we should never do because that's for the doctors, and that's fair enough. Like we will never do injections or similar things like that. But otherwise, where it's accepted and we can practice, we're free to practice, but we should not go over the limits. So in in your in Switzerland and a lot of Europe, from what I understand, that the uh, allopathic people and the naturopathic people work hand in hand. Like one takes care of what they do, and the other one takes care of what they do. Do you interface much? Well, uh, I think that's uh, I don't know where you where you get, got that information. Um, for a long time, doctors didn't want to know anything about naturopathy. They said it's it's uh, it doesn't work. It's just uh, well, no good. And uh, but slowly, more and more people in the public were interested in natural medicine, went to naturopath, and slowly the idea changed. Doctors have changed a lot since uh, 40 years uh, past. In the beginning, they were quite um, yeah, reluctant and so forth, but now they're much more open. And but uh, personally, I never worked with uh, a doctor. And uh, but doctors have sent me people, and when I cannot manage someone, I will say with naturopathy I cannot cure you. You've got to go to the doctor. I can only take care of this part of your your problem. So there's a, a contact, um, but not it's indirect. Yeah. So like just like the United States, things are improving. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what what Christopher? What drew you to the field originally? Um, I think uh, well, uh, when someone asks this question, I always say my mother used to say, eat all the salads, it's full of vitamins, <laughs> did you eat enough proteins and so forth, because she had studied books from uh, Adele Davis, the American nutritionist, and um, so I had remarks, uh, comments uh, of that kind, but I think it was in me, uh, I was very quickly interested in it, at, at the beginning, it was time of vegetarian diets, and I was, of course, attracted to it in the beginning. And then I went to um, a talk given by a naturopath, and when I heard what he explained about illnesses, that uh, it didn't come, they didn't come by chance, but there was the terrain which can accumulate toxins, and those toxins come from what we eat, the way what we do in our daily life, and. It's, I thought it was so logical, so interesting that at the end of the talk, I talk, uh, asked him, where did you study all that? And he gave me the name of the school and I started to study there. It Fantastic. was, uh, yeah. So, it was really, so yeah. you've been speaking of, of um, you say it differently, Turan. Um, we say terrain. Terrain. I, I think yeah. we're talking, yeah, yeah, terrain. We're yeah. talking about terrain. the same thing. Yeah. So would you explain what you mean by that? Exactly what is the terrain? The terrain is the, like a plant is growing in some soil, the terrain also, and uh, depending it's earth, but in our body, the cells are in an environment which is liquid, which is made from uh, cellular fluids, um, fluids which are inside the cells and outside the cells, and all those fluids together represent 70% of our body weight. So the cells are surrounded by liquids, and this liquid, those liquids are what we call the terrine. 
these liquids bring the oxygen and the nutrients to the cells and then they take away the toxins which are produced by the cell. The cells are totally dependent on the terrene because uh, they cannot move to go and fetch food or move to kick out the toxins out of the body. It's all done by those liquids. And as the cells are totally dependent on those liquids, on the terrene, they, it is really a fundamental primordial for our health. So, it, depending upon what is and isn't in the terrain, based upon what's needed, um, things don't work so well. Is, is, am I correct in assuming that? Yes, because the cells to function, they need a certain quantity of different vit vitamins, minerals, and so forth. And when they receive them, they will work well. But if they don't receive them, they will slow down. They don't, will not do their work as well as before, or can they stop uh, working also? And but this doesn't take place on, on, in one cell, but in many cells of one organ, for example, or several organs. And therefore, the, these organs uh, become ill and the whole body becomes ill because of those uh, organs. <clears throat> so if I'm understanding you correctly, if, um, if what you're doing is when, when, you, um, when you, something's breaking down, you look at what was fueling it, basically, the terrain. Yes, exactly. And the terrain is fueled by what we eat uh, mostly because if we are lacking vitamins, for example, it's because we didn't eat certain foods uh, or, or enough of certain foods. And if we are too full of waste products, these waste products come from what we eat. So we can find out many causes of the unhealthy terrain by asking the person what uh, he eats. What about what about what we breathe and uh, what we drink and um, what we're exposed to energetically, like uh, EMFs and stuff? Yeah, of course. Uh, what we drink—that's part of the foods, in my uh, way of uh, seeing things. But also the medicine. If we we take, if we take, uh, drink coffee, uh, drink a lot of alcohol, smoke, perfumes, um, creams that we put on our skin. All those are in, in the air that we breathe and what is in the air, of course, also, because um, there's pollution or there's no pollution and so forth. That's all those are influences which can act on our, the composition of our internal terrine. But of um, course, on the, the, sorry, on the, the energetic level, what we are, um, as you were mentioning, uh, different kind of waves, radio, internet waves, and so forth, can also have an, an, an influence on the energetic level. We are surrounded by different things. At the beginning, beginning of mankind, we had uh, nature which was pure, um, everything was fine, but humankind has polluted a lot, has um, worked on produced foods which are not real food, not natural foods, and so forth. Uh, produce uh, all sorts of chemicals which are uh, can in, uh, yeah um, intoxify us and our terrine. Well, we're we're out of time in this segment, but when we when we pick back up, I'd like I'd like to look more into the electromagnetic influences and that sort of thing on the terrain of the cells. But it is time for a commercial break. Christopher and I will return shortly, so don't go away. This is Mission Evolution, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net, and the Exxon TV channel, www.exxontvchannel.com. 
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your Quarter Pounder. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your Quarter Pounder. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Again, this is Mission Evolution, missionevolution.org, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To our faithful and thoughtful audience, we really value your opinion and would love to hear from you. What do you think about the evolutionary properties of physical health? Email me at info at missionevolution.org and give me your thoughts or questions so we can share them on the next show. This in from a member of our audience regarding the episode entitled Divinely Thriving in the Age of Anxiety. KG states, I loved what your guest had to say about reciprocal energies. There's so much more there to the concept than meets the eye. Thanks, KG. Jonathan was a great source of ancient Ayurvedic knowledge, so needed in today's world. Curious, dear audience? Visit our archives at missionevolution.org. Listen to the episode entitled, entitled Divinely Thriving in the Age of Anxiety, and let us know what you think. With us this hour discussing restoring physical balance is Christopher Vassi. His website, ChristopherVassi.ch. Christopher, we were getting into how um, the terrain of the cells, the liquid that surrounds them, that feeds them and carries away toxins, um, is also impacted by EMFs. Would you go into that a little bit more? Well, um, all the cells have a um, <clears throat> balance electromagnetically. Uh, plus minus and they're all um, in balance with each other uh, i mean basically now all the electromagnetic influences from outside can uh, change this imbalance this balance and bring an imbalance and therefore the cell will function less well i mean uh, less well yeah now how much all those influences are it's difficult to say one thing is to say that, uh, is that some people are very sensitive to them and others not. I know people who, when they go into a shop where there's full of television and radios on, they, in 10 seconds, they feel really bad and unwell with lack of energy. Some people are very receptive, others not. It, it brings in concern about um, how we bring on 5G and all these things. I mean, years ago, um, I think it was established that children growing up under high power lines were extremely more subject to um, um, leukemia than those that were not. So it seems like we're, we're uh, putting out EMFs and asking questions later. How can a person protect themselves, given that this is the environment we live in, and protect the um, electromagnetic charge so that the cells work well? I think basically uh, what we do in naturopathy is to get the hel the terrine healthy again. And if someone does that, physically he will be in good form, healthy, and he will be able to resist all those outside influences much better. 
So the, real, how, the, the big question is how do you get the tamarind to be healthy? And mainly uh, there are two different ways of doing it. Depends on the problem of the person. Either the person is lacking certain vitamins and minerals and therefore one has to tell him how to eat because foods are supposed to bring those uh, nutrients. And uh, like one measure is to stop eating uh, produced foods which are lacking uh, white bread, white pasta, uh, um, warm pressed oils and so forth. Uh, white sugar are all deficient in nutrients. And the people who eat this kind of foods the whole time, every day, I mean, uh, a lot of it, are, of course, are lacking in vitamin and minerals. That's one thing, correcting the diet of the person. And one can also, well, correcting it, I'm going to say how, by eating whole bread, whole pasta, uh, cold pressed oils, and no white sugar, but uh, real uh, brown uh, sugar. Uh, if sugar is really needed in, in this form. But there's also a possibility of taking natural um, vitamin and mineral complexes like uh, spirulina or seaweeds or, uh, well, all sorts of different things, uh, which can be, which are rich in vitamin minerals and easy to ingest and to for the body to use. And by doing this, by this big... Uh, amount of nutrient which is brought to the body, the body will get rid of the lacks and the cells will be able to function again and fight against all the different uh, noxious influences from outside. What about supplemental vitamins? I mean, I, I know it's a mixed bag in that. Um, if it's not what you're deficient in, it's not going to help you. Do they add a toxic load? Um, what's, what's your stance on supplements? Um, I'm talking about natural su supplements, not pills uh, produced in laboratory. And uh, they are, well, if someone takes them and is not lacking what is in it, it will just go through the body and it will not uh, be dangerous or bad for, for him. It will just not work, which is bad in itself. <laughs> but um, usually those um, products uh, from nature are full of a variety of uh, vitamin and nutrients and omegas and so forth. So basically there will be enough, uh, something which is useful for the, the person in question. But the idea is also that if one doesn't work, one switch to another one to be sure that uh, until we find one which is working really well for, for, for the person. And the person another can issue. see it. Yeah. Another so issue, that, go ahead. Sorry, the person can feel that it's working because he's got much more energy and his body will function much uh, better. Another issue I think we're dealing with, um, I've heard a lot about, is what we call the empty harvest. Uh, at least here in the States, our soils have been so uh, overused and abused that there isn't the nutrients in the soil for the plants to, to gather. Um, what's your take on that one? Yes, that's exactly true. It's very true. Um, soil has been treated just as a support and instead of a living thing, living full of microbes, uh, germs, which are necessary to uh, transform what is in the earth. I mean, calcium in the, in the soil cannot be directly used by the body. It has to be uh, transformed a bit 
by the microorganism of the of the soil and this those microorganisms have been destroyed because of all the use of pesticides and so forth and not renewing uh, not giving food to the soil that is um, like compost and fertil natural fertilizer uh, and so forth so, <clears throat> so the soil is an at is a terrain of itself uh, that if it's failing, the terrain of our cells isn't going to be working well. Yeah, ex it's exactly the same thing. The plants cannot grow correctly because their terrain is not in order. And therefore, the people who eat this kind of food will not be uh, receiving what they need. A lot of there's a movement here, at least in the area that I live in, which is in the high Colorado Rockies, towards uh, going back to having farms where you have the cattle that poo on the ground, that puts in the microorganisms and compost and, you know, rather than using fertilizers and pushing the soil and trying to to rebuild the terrain uh, of the soil. Do you see that as beneficial? And if so, how can we do it on a larger scale? Yeah, I think that's very good. And um, uh, it's Basically, that's what we have to do if we want uh, humanity to be able to go on living on the earth, because otherwise it will not work. And so, some people start, of course, and then it must be uh, done on a bigger, greater range. And how do you organize that? I think uh, uh, a government or a true politician should be there who understands all that and wants to transform things. And by working on it with the support of the public, uh, it can change, but um, yeah, where's that politician? <laughs> well, we're going to have to create him, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's change gears a little bit here. We, you had mentioned toxicity. Where all does toxicity come from? Well, when I talk of toxins, I mean the waste products which result from using the food we eat, and also the waste product produced by the functioning of the body. The body functions and it gives waste products. Some cells die, some uh, sugars are burnt, and some, there, are, there are some waste products uh, produced. And these waste products, it's normal to have some, and but they can uh, be too many of them. It's normal to have them, and we have five excretory organs to eliminate them. The liver, which eliminate the toxins in the bile, the, the intestines, which eliminate the toxin in the stools, kidneys in urine, the, the skin in sweat, and our lungs is also an excretory organ, uh, uh, but the, the toxins are in a gaseous uh, form. And these organs can eliminate what, when someone eats normally good food and so the toxins produced will be eliminated by these organs. But if someone is eating too much, which is the case nowadays, there's everybody there's a tendency to overeat. There are so many and, and bad foods. Uh, therefore, I mean, very uh, fat, full of fat or proteins or white sugar, which are uh, produce a lot of toxins. These toxins go to the excretory organs, but they get, they don't manage to take uh, to eliminate all those toxins. So some of them stay in the body and accumulate in the terrine. And therefore, every day, a little uh, quantity of toxins accumulate and more and more. And this is basically uh, the nature of many, many uh, illnesses, too many toxins in the body. The blood becomes too thick. 
the organs get congested with toxins. These toxins can uh, create inflammation. They can um, they they are make the terrine receptive to infections and so forth. And then when there are too many toxins, the body tries to get rid of them through the skin. So the person who has spots or eczema or through the lungs by uh, coughing, spitting and so forth and, and so forth. Many of our illnesses are um, in fact elimination of toxins by the body. It's willed by the body to get to save the body. Toxins are eliminated by different uh, uncommon ways. And but the doctors will call it uh, illnesses and try and slow down those, the well, count them or suppress the symptoms. <clears throat> but by doing that, they are suppressing the elimination. So, so, someone who, so basically, the body's being interfered with from the way you look at it from a um, naturopathic point of view. I didn't get that, sorry. Uh, that by by suppressing symptoms versus going to the terrain ah. for what the cause yep. is, the naturopath looks at it as interfering with the body's natural uh, response to overtoxicity. Exactly. The body is fighting against those toxins, trying to get rid of them. And there's someone outside with medicine which pushed them, uh, doesn't let them go out. So, in fact, the person will not eliminate the toxins which are responsible for his illness, and they will accumulate plus the medicine. And that's why people uh, get more and more chronic uh, problems. Right. When someone so has, do, do, we have, do we have scientific studies that back this thought up? Well, uh, doctors say, what are those toxins that you're talking about? And they, they, they pretend they don't, well, some pretend they don't really know about it. But it's something which can be observed. Uh, no, to, to answer clearly, I couldn't tell you this scientific study says the same thing or so, but it's been studied by many naturopathic uh, doctors and all who have observed that it is the case. When you repress the symptoms, there's a tendency to increase the level of toxicity and the problems which will arise. And so on the contrary, it will, uh, things will improve if you let the illnesses take place and the elimination uh, take place. So we're again, we're about out of time in this, in this segment. But what I'm hearing you say is there aren't any scientific studies to your knowledge that back up the claim that it's toxicity that's causing the illness and the, what we consider illness or symptoms is the body's natural response to getting rid of toxicity. It's just from observation that you have this conclusion? Yeah, it's from, mainly from observation, from what I know. Okay. Well, it is time for that, that commercial break. Be interested to get back into this. I want to look at the, uh, the causes of, of the, the quality of the emotions that our animals and plants um, experience before we eat them, how that impacts us. But it is time for another quick pause. Christopher and I will return to our discussion shortly, so you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net, and the Exxon TV channel, www.exxontvchannel.com.
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. back. This is Mission Evolution. Did you know our entire Leading Edge information-packed past episode collection is available to listen or download with our compliments? Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. To find out more about me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the other things I offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. Our guest this hour is Christopher Vasey. We're speaking about natural health. His website, ChristopherVasey.ch. Christopher, um, the, um, in the closing of the last segment, I mentioned that I'd really like to get into, we talk about how, you know, you're not just what you eat, but you're what, you're what you ate, ate, okay? So what is the impact of uh, poor handling of, of, our, of our meats, like, say, for instance, the traumatic um, environment that chickens are raised in or that cattle are butchered under or the quality of their food? Does that impact the terrain of our cells? Of course it does because the <clears throat> if a chicken is uh, always in a room and badly uh, fed, it will not have a terrine and therefore flesh which is healthy. It will be probably full of toxins and it will also be lacking in vitamins. So the person who's eating this kind of food will not have a food of uh, good quality. And therefore it will impact on his terrine because he will have received more toxins and be lacking in more uh, nutrients than he should or could. And yeah, that's the main, uh, it's always a question of terrine. Huh? <laughs> Back to the terrine, yeah. yeah. Um, so what about the trauma and the adrenaline that um, yeah. animals you know, that have been butchered under less than humane um, practices? Yeah, that's uh, another problem. Or, but the, the, all those stresses and trauma uh, produces different kind of hormones and toxins and poisons in the body, in the blood of the, the flesh. And uh, therefore, then when we eat that, it's not the same thing if we eat uh, the, the flesh, the, the meat of a, an animal which was always well-treated, full of love, and yes, at the end, killed to, to be eaten, but it's totally different. There are many uh, toxins, uh, poisons, which are, come with the meat, and there are probably other more subtle uh, influence um, on the astral level, which comes with the meat, and when we eat them, that comes into our body, and therefore, uh, it's not, well, it's not healthy, of course not, no. But we have, this brings up an interesting question for me. How much of our personal trauma is from what we eat, not even our own experience? Yeah, well, some people are traumatized or depressed or full of fears because of external causes, situation, people, and so forth. That's for one, sh one thing for sure. But we can also be deficient in nutrients and uh, we will not feel as well as we could because the body is not functioning well. The support of our 
uh, psychic life, emotional life, and spiritual life is not, not in order. So we don't feel uh, as well as we could. And all when someone is very intoxicated, he is not feeling well either. He he cannot because the body is irritated, aggressed, attacked, and uh, the the blood is heavy. Uh, the organs are not functioning as well as they should, so he's not as well oxygen. He doesn't receive as much oxygen or uses it as well as he could and so forth. And he feels really bad. And that's something also through observation. When someone comes and is very intoxicated and we start to detoxicate him by stimulating the liver, the kidneys and so forth, the, the level of toxins uh, goes down and the person feels better and better. And they will say, for example, now I feel I, I don't feel so intoxicated. I've also cured my joint problems. But what is good, I have no fear anymore. I'm not depressed or similar things. Cleaning the uh, internal terrine can change completely the way people feel their state of mind. Having a bad terrine can make them depressed, can make them full of fear, aggressive, impatient. It goes together. So it's amazing that um, we think we've kind of thought of these as separate issues. But if the physical body can't process the mental, emotional, and spiritual one, everything gets bogged down. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. So one thing that I know certainly in this country that we're dealing with is excessive weight gain. Um, I think of the difference of what the average person weighed when I was in my teens versus what the average American weighs now. Is there a relationship between toxicity and weight gain? Well, when someone is full of toxins, of course, his body doesn't work as well as it should, doesn't burn. But I think the main problem is that we eat so much and especially bad foods. And two things which are really bad, when overweight is due to, is caused by food intake, is white sugar. Uh, and because white sugar uh, um, triggers different reactions in the body, which uh, transform the the sugar, extra the, the sugar into fat. So someone who is eating sugar, a lot of sugar every day, is stocking fats in his tissues constantly. And that's in, made in, put in relation with the fact that people don't move about uh, enough. Huh? We go around by, by cars, we, stay, we work in front of a computer, and when we go back home, I mean, we, I don't, but probably you don't either, but people, some people do, they want to rest and they lie down in front of the TV. So they have no physical exercise. I think if someone did, everybody did more physical exercise, he would burn the extra toxins, he would sweat them away, he will be more better oxygenated and so forth, and he would have uh, many fewer pro problems uh, than if he was just very sedentary. So when we're eating foods that are low in nutrition, like all processed foods that are available now, high in sugars and salts, um, we're starving amongst plenty, really, aren't we? And does that cause us to feel more hungry because we're not getting what we need? Yes, someone who is lacking in certain vitamins, minerals, or other things, proteins, is uh, the body will say, I'm hungry, I need more. And that's why we are hungry. But 
Now, if some a person eats natural foods, he will uh, not have lacks anymore, and he will be normally hungry. But someone who's lacking a lot of some mineral or whatever, the body is always pushing to eat so that he gets food that uh, contains the missing nutrients. But the person has to eat that food. And usually nowadays, the people eat too many processed foods which are lacking in vitamins and they don't get what they are lacking. And therefore, the body cries even louder. I need some more. I need more. And these people then don't eat three meals a day, but they eat 10 times, 12 times a day. They're always eating because uh, they're never satisfied with what they eat. Well, the body is never satisfied with what they eat. It's, it seems like a, a vicious cycle, doesn't it, in that we try to save time by having processed foods and we eat those and then that impacts our body and then we have less energy. We feel like we have less time and, and round and round it goes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about addictions? I mean, I've seen sugar addictions in children that are terrifying. Let, let the, you know that they're fed these McDonald's and all this sugar-based stuff, and when you take that away, whoa, you get a little monster on your hands. And I see that in adults as well. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, when you, someone eats uh, white sugar, um, the sugar will go very quickly in the blood, and the sugar level will go high very quickly. And the body has to react to that because the body doesn't agree with such high level of sugar. And the pancreas will secrete insulin, which will bring down the sugar level. But as the intake of sugar, the, the, the way the, white sugar, the sugar came into the blood so quickly and puts the level so high, the pancreas doesn't act, react normally, but uh, react very strongly and secretes too much insulin. So the, the extra sugar will, no, the, the sugar level will not come down to normal again, but to normal and then lower down and the person will be in hypoglycemia again. And when someone is in hypoglycemia, he doesn't have much energy and he knows that if he eats something sweet, uh, he will feel well again. So he, has, he wants to eat and he will take white sugar and the same thing happens again. So he's always using white sugar to make himself feel well again, but this white sugar is making him feel unwell. And that goes uh, all through the day, every day for years. And that's addiction on sugar. It's and the it's same thing with alcohol. Thing, mm -hmm. With alcohol too, the person drinks alcohol to, to feel better because he's feel uh, not well because of the too much alcohol he drank in the first place and, and so forth. Of course, with alcohol, they must, there can be a, another problem at the beginning, but then they get stuck with drinking alcohol or people white sugar and so forth. Right around my go. So can toxicity impact us mentally and interfere with our ability to think? Yes, of course, if the brain is not well irrigated by blood full of oxygen, doesn't get all the sugar it needs, the brain is a great consumer of sugar. It's the, the organ which consumes the, the most uh, sugar. If we lack sugars, uh, the brain will not function as well. Uh, so we will not be able to concentrate uh, as well or to, um, to memorize or think, uh, analyze and so forth. There's a, a relation between the two. Some studies have been done in schools. Uh, pupils were 
nourished in all sorts of different ways and not were not very good at school. And they decided to nourish all those students, uh, those uh, student pupils in the same way with very healthy foods. And they could observe after a while that uh, the students were working much better. They had better notes. They passed the year and so forth. Good food, vitamin doesn't make, didn't make them more intelligent, but they made them uh, enable them to use their brain in a normal way the, and give uh, what it was capable of giving. And that's why they could uh, work better. So, of course, a child who goes to school and who is eating hamburgers, drinking Coca-Cola and sugar and uh, chocolate and so forth the whole day cannot be a good, uh, well, not do so well at school. It's not really possible. <laughs> The solution is always coming back to a natural way of eating, that is eating food which nature has offered us and in the way, in the form in which nature has offered us. So whole foods, fresh foods, a lot of fruits, vegetables and, and so forth. In other words, the way foods came before man got their grubby little hands on it, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> what, what's the emotional impact of toxicity? toxicity? Well, the person uh, will have be in a different state of mind uh, emotionally also if uh, his blood is really always very thick and full of uh, poisons or toxins he will feel emotionally uh, unbalanced and when someone is another possibility is the person is lacking a lot of nutrients and he will become very sensitive in fact oversensitive he cannot bear to be in a big town with a lot of people around where there's, there is stress and so forth, they, they come, become emotionally very weak because they cannot rely on a, a good base, that is a good body which has a good healthy terrain. It's too weak and unsettled and unbalanced to give uh, for them to be steady emotionally. So resilience becomes a factor. Yes, well, one can make efforts to overcome our uh, poor reaction, emotional reaction and so forth. But it is very difficult to be resilient if we are not, uh, we don't have a good terrine. And again, a good terrine is eating correctly uh, to make it short. <laughs> well, we need to take another commercial break. Christopher and I will be back shortly to continue our discussion. So don't go away. This is Mission Evolution coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net, and the Exxon TV channel, www.exxontvchannel.com. This is Mission Evolution, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I love to hear from our audience. Your thoughts are very important to me. To suggest a topic or guest that you think would be of interest, email us, info at missionevolution.org. 
To find out more about me, Gwildawiyaka, my school, and the evolutionary tools we offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. This hour, we're sharing thoughts with our special guest, Christopher Vassi. His website, ChristopherVassi.ch. Christopher, um, this being Mission Evolution, uh, there seems to be nothing more important in it to evolution than our spiritual well-being. Um, how does toxicity affect us spiritually? Well, if, for me, the spirit is our true ego. And the body is just a tool for us to use when we're here on earth. And the the spirits, of course, we as spirit, we want to feel well and be happy and so forth. But we also have a, a task, which is to develop the faculties, the spiritual faculties we have. That is to be able to be respectful to other people and patient and full of love and consideration and upbuilding in, in all different kinds of ways. And we have to learn that. And by being incarnated in physical body here on the earth, it's one um, class of the big school of life that we can carry out and, and learn things. But now this spirit is not material, it's immaterial, it's from the spiritual plane and it incarnates in the physical body and it has to be in contact with the outside environment and feel what is coming in and react to this environment. And to be correctly linked to this physical body, his tool, it, uh, he has to have a good blood composition because the blood is the bridge or the link which uh, between the spirit and the physical body. So depending on the composition of the blood, the spirit will be correctly linked, strongly linked, and will be able to react correctly and uh, go through different kind of experience and develop its faculties. But if someone has a bad composition of the blood, uh, therefore he will be badly linked or he will feel incapable of doing certain things or full of fear or oversensitive. It's incredible all the different things which can, uh, psychic or states which can appear when the link is not correct. And um, this is something which can be correctly, uh, well, observed by everyone. Someone is has a uh, feeling really low and change his way of living, of eating, and that is uh, cured of his depression, for example, without taking any uh, medicine or going to a, a, a therapist, a psychologist, psychologist, or anything, just by changing the before I talk about the internal terrine, now I'm talking the blood, but it's in, in relation. Okay, so would you go into a little deeper how the blood is the link between spirit and the mundane? Well, the spirit, uh, if it was not linked to the body, would not be able to see what is around it or hear or act in the, on the uh, physical level. It has to be, it has a tool and has to be so closely linked to this tool that it, it's, it's nearly one and the same thing. Every reaction of the spirit uh, makes a, triggers a reaction in the physical body. And every any kind of impression coming outside comes completely to the spirit. And this possibility for the spirit to be correctly incarnated in the body depends on the blood. I, I didn't uh, invent that or discovered it myself. I read about it in a book, in a spiritual book, 
which is called In the Light of Truth, The Grail Message. And it was very convincing. I thought that's really true. I can, uh, I can then I could remember many situations with patients where they explain things and I couldn't put the relation between what they felt, wow. the state, uh, state of mind, emotional states right. or in which they were and oh. their physical uh, problems and so forth. But now I can understand and it's confirmed over and over again when you correct the composition of the blood, you can help a lot a person on the psychic uh, spiritual level. You cannot transform him in an angel, but you can turn, uh, help him to have a good blood composition so that the spirit is correctly, nicely incarnate in the body and give, give all it has to give. There's there's a lot of studies being done, um, like the heart math people, how the heart uh, creates an electromagnetic field, and through that electromagnetic field, there's an interface between the person and other electromagnetic fields, whether it's other people or plants or animals or the planet itself or the cosmos. Does this relate to the, the spiritual aspect of the blood as well, because the heart pumps the blood? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, studies, scientific studies, if it's the case, that will talk about electromagnetic and so forth. But uh, in the spiritual approach, we talk about the uh, ethereal bodies or astral bodies or the spiritual uh, spirits, which uh, is not something, just a notion. It's something which is living and which uh, radiates out uh, around it. And it can also uh, feel the radiations emanating from the spirits around it. Uh, I mean, other people in, uh, around. And that's why when we meet some, somebody for the first time, we can have this first impression, ah, oh, that's really someone really nice, or, or no, I've got to be careful, that's, something is not in order. And this first impression is not the nerve, not the senses, it's the spirits feeling the other feeling uh, the other spirits it takes place on the spiritual level so it's it's if they're measuring electromagnetics and that's actually a scientific registering on a course level of the very thing you're talking about is it not yeah probably i'm, I'm i haven't i haven't read about those studies so i don't know but there's uh, f certainly parallels yeah so you, the, how does the blood, the terrain, the blood relate to the terrain of the cells? Well, the blood is transports, uh, as we said, oxygen, nutrients, and the waste products, but also hormones and so forth, many things. And therefore, if uh, the blood is received uh, when someone eats uh, the foods, the nutrients, and the toxins, the toxics also will cross the walls of the intestine and go in the blood. And then the blood will let go those nutrients and toxins and they will go down into the cells. So the blood is something important. It should be kept the cleaner, cleanest possible uh, with all the vitamins and the less toxins possible. And in fact, the body works at that because if someone is very intoxicated, the toxins will not stay in the blood. They will be pushed down in the terrain, in the cells, to keep the best uh, blood composition possible. And uh, it's uh, because the most important in a, uh, in a human being is that the spirit stays correctly linked with the physical body. 
and therefore the, the, the body is ready to sacrifice itself by taking many toxins in order to save the blood, in order for the spirit to be well connected with the body. So our spiritual connection uh, is also the way that we get esoteric information to come up with new ideas and ways of evolving here on the planet. Yep. Yep. To the degree that we're toxic, we cannot access that information. Is, does that follow? Well, if someone is very full of toxins, uh, he will not have a blood which is so uh, fine and healthy, and he will be quite heavy and not very open towards uh, the spiritual spirituality. You know, someone who's drink a lot, eats a lot of meat and so forth, they're not, uh, they're more interested in physical things, eating, meeting people and so forth. Uh, it's difficult for someone with a bad uh, blood composition to be very open towards the heights. So we look at our average diets in this day and age. We look at our average habits in this day and age. And it looks like if we're not careful to counteract those, we're devolving rather than evolving. Is that your yeah. take? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. And that's why uh, there's a lack of spirituality or religious feelings in our society because uh, there is this change in the hab eating habits and uh, and. Of course, also the thoughts we emit and uh, the lack of high values that we put into deeds and so forth. All that brings the level, general level down, and it's much harder. Therefore, there are not so many, many people who are really spiritual, uh, wants to. And spiritual, I mean, not just open to uh, energy from the beyond and so, I mean, which are open to high values and to uh, spiritual knowledge about what is really a human being, what we are doing here on Earth, uh, what will happen after death, and, and so forth. Christopher, what is your mission? I think my mission is to um, explain things to people so that they can learn about themselves and how to help themselves in their life. And that's on the physical level in natural medicine, naturopathy, but also on the spiritual level. Uh, yeah, well, as I did in my book, The Spiritual Mysteries of the Bloods, for example. And you said that that book is indeed translated into English. Yes, yeah, it's, it's published by Inner Traditions. Fantastic. So here we are living in a, in a toxic world of our own making. What's your advice for the average person to begin moving the other direction, to purify our blood, to detoxify our system, so that we can access our higher spirit? I think uh, the, the advice I would give is don't wait for other people to start. Start yourself straight away and go back to nature, because if you go to nature, you will eat uh, natural foods, uh, live in a more natural way. And to do that, the person has to study a bit uh, how to eat in a healthy way and also how to detox, that is to stimulate these excretory organs like the liver, bowels, uh, kidneys and so forth with herbal remedies to really get rid of a lot of toxins and to, to start and they will make go through different experiences and understand better what it's all about.
I understand that sometimes once somebody initiates this, they can go through a bit of a healing crisis. Um, we're just about out of time, but would you would you speak to that just a little? I didn't understand the question. So. Uh, the heal, a healing crisis. So when you start detoxifying, can you feel worse ah, before you feel yeah. better? Of course, because the, as I said, the toxins are accumulated down in the terrine. And to go out, that is to be eliminated, they have to go up again to the liver and the kidneys and so forth. And to do that, they must come out of the cellular fluids and go into the blood and then to the liver and the kidneys. So when someone is detoxifying, he will, there will be a lot of toxins coming in the blood and the blood will be full of those toxics and toxins and the person it feels really unwell and but that's normal it's the beginning it's uh, one has to pass through that but it doesn't last for weeks it's uh, just a few days uh, one two days or so and then uh, the person feels much better because the the blood will have a better composition it's uh, it's not abnormal it's normal it's uh, it's good it means the toxins are coming out Fantastic. Well, we, we are just about out of time. So, Christopher, thank you. I can't thank you enough for what you're doing in the world and for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Our guest this hour has been Swiss naturopath Christopher Vassi. He's the author of numerous books on natural medicine, including The Naturopathic Way. His website, ChristopherVassi.ch. Remember, our entire information-packed past episode collection is available for listen or download free of charge. Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. This has been Mission Evolution with Gwilda Wiecka. We've been coming to you on the wonderful Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net, and the Exxon TV channel, www.exxontvchannel.com. Do join us next time as this mission will continue, bringing information, resources, and support to our rapidly evolving world. family style deal because i want a bite of your big mac and i need some of your quarter pound i'll try your filet of fish there's a deal for every friend group at mcdonald's order any two classics for just six bucks price of participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer